This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Fight Back with Libby Snymer on Zoomer Radio with guest host Dave Woodard. Welcome back to the show. I'm in for Libby today. She's off for the Jewish High Holiday, Rosh Hashanah. She will be back tomorrow. October is Investor Education Month. And boy, do we ever have a lot to learn about investing. What a good investment is over a poor investment. More importantly, though, is how we can gain and retain the knowledge going forward. So as many Zoomers negotiate retirement, they have these tools to utilize at their disposal. We want your questions on investing, 416-360-0740 or 1-866-740-4740. Joining us now from the Ontario Securities Commission is the director of the Investor's Office, Tyler Fleming. Welcome. Hi, Hi, Dave. How are you today? I'm great, thanks. Good. Thanks for having me on today. <laughs> Not a problem. Uh, so a lot of questions about investing, and we'll get to those in just a moment. But first, let's kind of start out online. There's a new website that the OS, OSC rather uh, has made available for newcomers to Canada. Why don't you tell us about that? Sure. So, so a new initiative that we just launched last week, it's, a, it's the website investingintroduction.ca. Again, that's investingintroduction.ca. And it, it's a new website that provides information about investing in 19 different languages. Uh, you know, broadly, educating and protecting all investors who are potentially vulnerable are priorities for the OSC. And, and we believe it's important that investors have access to the information they need, including how to better protect themselves against fraud, regardless of which language they speak. So our focus for Investor Education Month, which is October, is on new Canadians and people who speak languages other than English and French. So this website, uh, investingintroduction.ca, provides unbiased information on topics like Canadian investment products and terminology, uh, avoiding investment fraud, uh, how to check registration of an advisor or firm, and also how to make a question, ask a question or make a complaint to the OSC. Uh, you know, it's information that we want people to know, but it's not often provided in multiple languages. Um, so this is our focus for the month. There, there was an article in the Globe and Mail just the other day um, that talked about how there was 320,000 immigrants to Canada in the past year. It's the highest wow. since 1971. Uh, we looked at census data. It's 20% of Canada's population speak a language other than English or French at home. Uh, almost 300,000 people in Ontario alone don't speak English or French at all. So these are people we weren't necessarily reaching as well as we could before. And so that's our focus for the month. Okay, so I know that newcomers to Canada are a big focus, but as are seniors, uh, Wanda Morris, who's the CARP uh, Vice President of Advocacy and CEO, she's actually on the OSC Senior Advisory Panel. Um, And what are some of the biggest issues for seniors to get into uh, investing? rather? Well, maybe I could just talk about a few of our activities that relates to seniors. Sure. There's certainly a, a priority for us, and I'll speak about that committee that Wanda's on in just, is just a moment. Great. But, but we, we actually undertake a lot of activities, whether it's research, um, policy, education, and outreach as it affects seniors. And I'll just walk through a few things for each one, if that's okay. Yeah. So, so in terms of research, just the other day, uh, the other week, we released a major new research study. It was a national study of Canadians aged 50 years and older, and it looked at issues around retirement security and retirement readiness. Just a few of the findings, uh, over half of Canadians do not have a plan for retirement savings. 
um, compared to their standards of living today. Half? Uh, ha- half, that's right. Wow, okay. Uh, 43% of, of people approaching retirement in Ontario believe they'll be worse off in retirement. Uh, and of those people approaching retirement, half, as I said, do not have a plan. Uh, even those with a plan, nearly a third or 29% feel they're behind in that plan. Uh, 17% have not yet started to save, even approaching retirement. And, and you know, 43% of pre-retirees, so paid people 50 years and older, are afraid of running out of money in retirement. So definitely some big numbers there and lots for us to think about. Man, I'm not even close to 50 and I'm afraid of running out of money in retirement. Uh, <laughs> there are um, some people that believe that seniors should not be getting into or can't afford to take risks in investing. Is that true or false? I think it depends on, on each individual's unique circumstances and, and personal financial circumstances and goals. Um, going back to the study, we released another one last year um, that uh, looked at some of the same issues, and three key lessons emerged that I think are still relevant today and certainly were reinforced by the new research. One is that you need a plan, so not enough Canadians have done any retirement planning. Um, but two, get retirement advice. Uh, nine out of ten of people who responded felt that financial advice in approaching retirement would be useful. Um, some of the most useful identified areas were, uh, one, how much income will be needed, two, how to avoid outliving retirement income, and then three, how to prepare for future health challenges. So all those are things that, that it's helpful if you get uh, financial advice, investing advice that, that can be uh, useful to you in your own unique circumstances. Let's talk about advice just for a second, Tyler. Uh, I'm speaking with Tyler Fleming. He's the uh, investment uh, director of the investment office at the Ontario Securities Commission. Your calls are welcome. 416-360-0740-1866-740-4740. About advice, let's talk about financial advisors for a minute. How does one go into a bank, somebody who's never had financial advice before, never had to get it, and everybody, uh, I mean, for myself, uh, my financial advice was basically going to a colleague at work and saying, well, which boxes did you tick on your pension? Uh, that's the advice that I've gotten. How does one go into a bank or into, an, uh, into a, any kind of uh, investment area and say, this is what I want, how do I get it? So I think it's important to remember that, that the term advisor and advice can be used across a range of various services. So different firms um, offer different types of advice, different types of products. Maybe what I could do is just run through a few questions that are useful for people to ask an advisor, Absolutely. regardless of where, where they're getting that advice. So one, it's important to ask, the, what are the advisor's qualifications? So how are they qualified to offer investment advice or sell products? And what designations might they hold? For instance, a, a certified financial planner, maybe a chartered financial analyst, designation. Number two, and this is important regardless of where um, you're seeking advice or maybe if you're receiving it unsolicited, it's our, is the advisor and the firm registered? So, so anyone selling securities or offering investment advice must be registered with the securities regulator, uh, unless in certain cases an exemption. But as a broad rule, they must be registered. It's easy to do. Visit uh, checkbeforeyouinvest.ca uh, and it will walk you through the steps that's the easiest way to make sure that they're properly registered and also to avoid potential fraud. Is it easy as just walking into a bank and, and going to the teller and saying, listen, I've got a lot of money that I have no idea what to do with. I want to invest. Is it as easy as that? I mean, there are advisors through bank-owned bank uh, bank investment dealers Um I mean, any, any professionals at, at these firms should be able to direct you to the appropriate, uh, appropriate place to receive advice. I think another question to ask, whether it's in the bank branch or anywhere else, 
is, is you know, what products and services do you offer? There's a whole range of different firms uh, and types of advisors that offer different things. They don't all offer the same type of products or investment advice. So it's really important that the person you're meeting with, um, that you ask those questions and, and that they provide you with that information so you have the answers. For example, um, there's different products such as stocks, bonds, mutual funds, ETFs. Not everyone offers the same thing. Uh, and you want to make sure you know what is on offer and what some alternatives may be. Um, another question to ask advisors that's important is how are you paid? Uh, you know, some people get paid by salary, some paid by commission, fee, or a combination. But regardless of the type of investments uh, you buy or the type of advice you receive, there is a fee. Um, we, the securities regulators have introduced new rules that will be increasing uh, disclosure around fees and costs. Most investors will start to receive these statements in the new year. Uh, they will lay out the fees and costs in dollar terms as opposed to percentages. So that will help uh, investors uh, make more informed decisions about their money and look for that in the new year. Okay, Tyler, we've got a question uh, from Jim in Hamilton. Go ahead, Jim. Hi, good morning. Oh, afternoon. Yes, good afternoon. I'm just wondering, these investments, we didn't make some investments before we retired, and of course, 208, big crash came, we lost it. So wouldn't you call this investing in the form of gambling? Because there's no guarantee you can lose your money, and whatever you make, you can lose. Tyler? So... Uh, thanks, Jim, for your question, by the way. Um, I mean, investing, like, like many activities, it's complex. Markets go up and down. I go back to, to one of the key lessons there. That's why it's important to get advice. Um, you know, over the long term, markets have gone up. Um, uh, so even though there can be periods of up and down, you know, I'd say it's important to get advice uh, to, to not make any rash decisions. It's, uh, investing is a long-term, uh, uh, long-term activity, and so uh, with the proper advice uh, over time, um, generally markets will go up. All right. Thanks, Jim, for the call. Appreciate that. Uh, I guess uh, let's go back a little bit. We were talking about Wanda Morris uh, being on yeah. the uh, the seniors advisory panel. Uh, how is this going to help uh, seniors, Zoomers uh, invest? Great. So the seniors expert advisory committee we're really really thrilled about. It's something we announced in June uh, and then solicited applications and announced the committee membership just a few weeks ago. It's uh, made up of a, a multidisciplinary team of experts, including uh, lawyers, academia, members from the financial industry, uh, medical professionals, and seniors advocates. Really great group of people for the inaugural committee. As you mentioned, Wanda Morris, the VP of Advocacy at CARP, is one of our, our first 15 members. We also have the architect of the provincial senior strategy, uh, you know, the person overseeing the implementation of, of the strategy to combat elder abuse in Ontario. Uh, a representative from the International Federation on, a- Federation on Aging. Really great people. And so what the committee will be doing, uh, it'll actually be chaired by me, uh, the, the committee will provide staff with expert opinion and input on, on various uh, OSC policy, operational, education and outreach activities that are aimed at older investors and meeting their needs. We really want to focus on issues that affect older investors and, and help us develop targeted solutions. In addition to the overall senior strategy that we're developed, which is kind of the overarching umbrella uh, that will that will uh, uh, lay over all of activities we're working on, there's some specific areas that I expect will be areas of discussion at the committee level. You know, one important area that, that's growing uh, in the number of times we hear about it, it's situations where advisors are faced with clients who are exhibiting either signs of potentially uh, being abused, so elder financial abuse, or possible early signs of cognitive decline. And what, do, what can the advisors do in those situations um, that is appropriate and respectful of the client's needs, uh, but recognizes some of these issues that while, while might have always existed, they're certainly growing in importance as our, as our society grows older on the whole. 
Um, we're going to be looking at uh, or discussing guidance for advisors and firms, uh, you know, discussion around uh, effective use of powers of attorney. Um, again, that's for, for both clients and, and for the industry. And then also just best practices for communication and engagement with older investors, not just for the industry, you know, for us as regulators, for, for other stakeholders. Really important that we focus on, on uh, the needs of older investors uh, as we go forward. Tyler, I feel like sometimes what we hear a lot of in terms of financial advice for older investors is taking the safe route, you know, putting your money into investments that, well, they may not grow a lot. They aren't necessarily going to lose a lot either. Jim made a great point talking about, you know, it basically being legit gambling. But I I think, is there a way to kind of marry the two for people, say somebody who's 70 years old, who feels very like they're going to be around for a long time, they they have money to invest, is there room kind of halfway? Well, again, I think every person's unique circumstances and goals will play a factor. As a rule of thumb, uh, yes, you often hear that, that the older you are, the more you should have in, in fixed income or more safe securities. I think one of the things we're seeing and hearing about is in this low interest rate environment, um, people are, are struggling to have enough income and enough money um, saved going through that traditional route. So, so we often hear stories about people, sometimes called chasing yield, um, trying to, to get a higher return but by going into riskier products, not always fully understanding what those products and the risks and characteristics are. And, and sometimes it's, it's, it's unsuitable for them. So again, it's important to get investment advice. They'll, they'll talk to you, they'll have a discussion, to get to know your, your personal situation, your personal goals, uh, personal finances, and really help you develop a plan that's appropriate for your needs. And we talked about financial advice earlier, but how important really is it to get a financial advisor for you? Well, it's not for everybody. There's a lot of information out there. But, but again, from the research, one thing we found was that 9 out of 10 people uh, did say they wish they had gotten financial advice when they hadn't. So, so just looking at the research and people's own experiences, it is something that they, when they look back, they say, you know what, I really wish I had done that uh, earlier uh, had sat down, been more more uh, de- detailed in creating a plan and, and following that plan. Excellent. Thank you very much, Tyler. Appreciate your time. Appreciate it. Anytime. Okay, so that's it for today's show. I want to thank you for joining me today. Libby will be back tomorrow. Uh, thanks to producer Michelle Saunders and technical producer Kelvin Lopez for steering the ship. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.